subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. There it is. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Fuck, how did you like that? Like, that was uh, a good game, but I went right out to it. Yeah. You know, it's entertaining. I, d- I didn't put any money on it right now. Yeah, I didn't either. I bet, but I did want the Bengals to win. I used to love Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson back in the day. Oh, yeah. They went on a little tear, and uh, Carson Palmer, I think, blew his knee out, and that was like kind of the end of their season. Right, right. And how about uh, Buddy getting sacked with like, what, 30 seconds left in the game? Oh, that sucks. Fourth and and first? Like, oh, my God, dude. Just got to like, I think it was like half a yard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was fourth and one, right? But yeah, the game's fast, man. We we can easily sit here and be like, well, of course. Oh man, uh, I'm the I'm the ultimate armchair quarterback, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but no, like, like but everybody. What's that? I said, like everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, man, for for taking some time to jump on again. You're a repeat offender of the, yeah. of the podcast now. <laughs> I always retweet all your um, your podcast memories. So. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Because I always support you. So, so BC Lions kicker Sean White uh, back with the Lions. That's got to have a good ring to it. From obviously being here, born in in White Rock. Talk about what that what that means to you coming back to the team and being here now. It honestly means everything, man. You know, um, I was born and raised here. I grew up going to BC Place, watching that you know the Fluties play and Louis Pasaglia play. You know, I was at those games and, uh, you know, the orange and black is just, that's just me, right? And uh, even when I left, I left just to get a kicking opportunity and actually play. But, and because, you know, here I couldn't play. It was Paul well, McCallum's job. Yeah, McCallum's there, yeah. 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 And Wally made it clear. He's like, you could kick 90-yard field goals and have a 100-yard punt average and you still won't play over Paul. And I'm <laughs> I get it, but I just I knew I was still developing, man. I barely had played football, and so I wanted to learn. I learned from the best uh, with Wally and Paul McCallum, Don Sweet. So I was in a yeah. good spot. But uh, no, it, uh, so but even just that, they developed me. They put in the time, and you know, even when I left, you know, I always felt, you know, uh, there's uh, the line was still in me, man. I I always wanted to come back and finish my my career here, home with my family and my friends, and. Uh, you know, my family sacrificed a lot for me to play pro ball. So, uh, you know, it's good to give it back to them. So, you know, they can enjoy what I do as well. Yeah. And and when you, when you think back to when you're a little kid, like what's that first football memory for you? My first football memory, man. Uh, if my first memory of like, just actually like watching football would be, uh, I think it was the 94 great cup. When, what was the year of Pisaglia hit it? I just remember being on 16th Avenue here in White Rock after he hit the field goal and we ran out in the field. And I just remember a sharp pain over my head. And my buddy was so excited. We were jumping up and down with hitting pots and pans with wooden spoons. Came down and smashed a wooden spoon over my head. And the thing broke off and went across the street. Yeah, I was done celebrating right there. That wasn't fun. But uh, that's my <laughs> – every time I think – Got BC Lions. Remember Louis hitting the kick, and then uh, a wooden spoon getting smashed over my head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a great memory. And how and how weird? Like as a as a pro athlete, like how weird have the last couple of years been? You know, uh, pumping in fake crowd noise into games at the start of the pandemic. There, you know, playing to virtually like no fans in the stands. Like, talk a bit about that. And that was yeah, it was definitely different, and it was. 
and it's harder because right off the right off the bat we uh, we had the quarantine so we were in a hotel and it wasn't the nicest hotel um in edmonton but uh literally it was prison um we were not allowed out of our <laughs> it was okay you get 15 minutes in the yard a day yeah. <laughs> so, same wow. thing 15 minutes to walk around the hotel uh and then back up in your room and you're not really allowed to anybody or like or like you gotta go around and go back up in your room if you get caught you're you get fined so uh everyone did pretty good there but it was three meals a day you'd open up your door and there'd be a meal on the ground waiting for you so uh but uh, i feel bad for the other guys like i'm from white rock so i could like bc and i could drive to edmonton so i brought my i brought my another tv my video games i brought out half my workout so I could at least stay busy, but yeah, some yeah. guys had to fly there and they literally nothing. So they're just rattling off push-ups and air squats as much as they can. Like I feel bad for those guys, but man, after a while, like it wasn't so bad for me, but at the end I was like, okay, this is, this is getting ridiculous. And, but uh, we did it. We all sacrificed, man. That's what this game is all about. And I think like for me, I've sacrificed a lot in my life to play football. And that was an easy sacrifice to be honest. And yes, sucked. But it's going to be a fun story to say at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. and then literally there's no days off because you have to go in and get tested. Like there's like a 48 hour rule. Like you got to get tested 48 hours before a game and 48 hours after the game. So usually cool. they want you right after the game, the day after. So there's no really any time away from the stadium. So guys were kind of just like, oh, getting tired of just going in the same place every single day. And then when you start losing and you're not really winning, like it's really tough. So uh, it was just a rough go, man. That was a, it was, but when you play a game, it's rejuvenating. You remember why you love the game. Yeah. Battery outage here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and honestly, that saved my life. Cause I, you know, I, I thought I had a good year. I didn't have many opportunities. And when I did, I felt like I had a few long ones in there right off, right off the bat early. But at the end I had, it was not many attempts for me. So it was actually kind of a boring end to my year and didn't make playoffs. So back home to uh rejuvenate and start over mm -hmm. that's my <laughs> we, we we talked about uh the last time you were on we talked about you winning the gray cup in, in 2015 with the with the, with edmonton mm -hmm. like is the i, I don't want to say that the drive's not there anymore but is the drive still there is like the desire to win another cup is it still in you oh hell yeah and that's again why i knew what i was getting myself into last year but you look at the team that we had on paper uh, you know, I thought we were going to dominate, but you know, that's just the way football is and, or sports is, you know, it's just mm -hmm. not fair. Just things didn't go our way and it's the way she goes. So, um, but then now this new contract with BC, like I'm so, I haven't been this excited since my first contract. That's how I, <laughs> nice. like, I'm, I'm so excited because now I can stay home. I don't have to move around. Uh, you know, I live with my girlfriend now and my parents are just down the street. My nieces and nephews are old enough to appreciate going to games now. And they are Ooh. so, everyone's so excited and, uh, to be able to share what I do finally with my family is feels awesome. Cause I've been gone for 12 years. So they would come to what one game a year in Montreal, one game a year in Edmonton. Right. And, and then they see me once a year when I come home to travel and I get to see them for what, five minutes after a game and I got to hop on the bus and I'm out. So it's finally good to stay home and like be able to share this. And what plus I go on too. like, I have another job. I work for dynamic rescue and I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to apply for white rock fire out here too. So 
you know, I got more things going on for me here than anywhere else. And I'm 36 years old. So I'm going to play football until no one wants me. I just, I'm too competitive. I'm, I, I don't like to lose at, at anything. And I, I still play a lot of other sports and uh, I'm just lucky football pays me to play, but I'd play if people ask me to play. <laughs> right. right. And, and how cool is that? You know, you have like, you know, you like you say your friends and your family and you're going to be able to hang out with them after and go for a bite and have a beer. Yeah. Just regular, regular shit. Yeah. And uh, am I, am I right? Did I see the, 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 your first game with the lions is against the Elks? Oh yeah. And we have a preseason game too against them. So no, uh, yes, I have that game circled and I got some friends from Edmonton that are like, Oh, we're definitely going, man. We're making that trip. We got to see that. So it's going to be fun playing against, you know, like they're most, those guys are my best friends, man. So it's going to be fun against them i expect them to talk a lot of crap and especially when i'm trying to kick the ball and i expect it and that's that's the whole fun of it so right but i'm gonna miss those guys that was a good really awesome locker room in edmonton it was so much fun but uh for me it makes sense for me and my family to to make this move and i'm so lucky and i'm so friggin pumped and i i've won one in edmonton but to win one for your home like come on that's 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 a dream come true for me if that actually happened love it you know the the uh, hair on my arms just stood up when you were saying that by the way uh, so i got a few fan questions uh here for you so, um, uh, rob wants to know he goes is there a team or a coach that you want to play for or that you would have liked to have played for and he's got a follow-up question as well honestly when i left like I, wally bono was the guy that helped me the most he's the one that found me and grew me and he always knew when to put me in the fire and take me out. And like, he, he did what pissed me off. Like if I wouldn't start me and I, I look back at everything he's ever done to me and I realized it was all for the good. And when I left and they won a gray cup the next year, I was like, oh, damn it. I, but I just, I wanted to win for Wally. Like he's almost like my football dad. And, uh, yeah. you want to want to win for Wally. And, uh, I just always wanted that opportunity and I always wanted to be the, have the opportunity to be the starter for my home team. And I just, uh, I just wish I was there for the 2011 season. I was the starter playing, playing for the BC Lions with Wally Buono there. So that was, that would be my, that would be the one I want. That would be the team. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. His his second question, he goes, what's the furthest that you've kicked, kicked? What's the furthest you've made? In uh, in warm up one time, I think it was Travis Lule I was with. And we're in Calgary, so it's high altitude, and the wind—it was a hurricane. So I was just kicking, just whatever, just just normal. I did wasn't really swinging. I hit like probably like a sixty-five yarder, nice. and then Travis goes, "Move it back, just keep moving it back." So I hit a seventy. I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" And I couldn't even believe it. Like I, I'm not a big ball hitter, man. Like <laughs> I'm an accuracy guy. So then I moved it back to the 75 and I hit it and I just said, screw it. I'm off the field. I'm done. The warm-up's done. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I think it was, <laughs> or it was Mike Riley. One of the two, I can't remember who it was that told that saw it. It was one of okay. those guys. But Mike, I, was a, Mike was a guest uh, last season. He's a really nice guy. Hey, who's that? Sorry. Mike, Mike Riley was a guest oh. last, uh, last yeah. season on the podcast. Yeah. And for me, like, I love Mikey, man. And, I was there when, like, I was a rookie in BC. I think it was my second year there. Mike comes in, this tall, lanky guy, just a goofball, man. And uh, I love the <laughs> And uh, I go away to Montreal. He goes to Edmonton. 
and it's been years. And then I come back in 2015 and see him in Edmonton. I'm like, Mikey, what's up? And he's like, hello, I'm Mike. How's it going? I'm like, wow, you've changed. Now he's the face of this team. So he's right. almost serious now, but it was a big game to him. And you know, he jokes around, but he kept that serious act up with me for so long. It was just driving me nuts. Cause I know the goof there was there yeah. uh, after that year. And he got some kids. Uh, he had some kids. He loosened up a lot too. So it's good to see the old Mike. And we talked the whole time. I'm, I'm training to be a firefighter. And so is he. Uh, so we talked that whole off season over COVID just about, just about things. And Pat Riley actually messages me before every single game to wish me luck. He's oh, no a, way. He's a beauty. He's an absolute beauty, but he doesn't wish me luck when I play the BC Lions. <laughs> right. Right. Of course not. Um, Rick goes, uh, you ask him if he's ever been starstruck by any players. Uh, in the CFL, I would say when Ocho Cinco, I played with Montreal. I, okay. Like I said, I was a huge Chad Johnson fan. Plus, I went to Santa Monica Junior College. And uh, Mike, or sorry, Chad Johnson went there. And uh, one day I was punting out there and this guy comes out and he just threw me a ball from a distance. So I couldn't really see who it was. And my roommate came out and he was, or I was punching to this guy. My roommate came out and he goes, do you know who you're kicking to? I'm like, who? He goes, that's Chad Johnson. I'm like, no way. So then after I saw he warmed my hands up. So I was pump, punting to him and I was like, holy crap, this is Chad Johnson. This is crazy. And then he came over and shook my hand. He was a super nice guy. And after that, I was the biggest fan. And that's why I like the Bengals. So that's why I wanted the Bengals to win today. So yeah, that's so I said that would be Chad Johnson would be my the guy that's kind of starstruck me. But yeah. I don't really get but for some reason, you know, you just feel it off that guy. He's a different cat, that one. He's a yeah, good totally. dude. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Uh Brad goes, What's uh, what's the best player prank that he's been involved in? <laughs> <laughs> got, got something there uh yeah this one guy he so i was a rookie for five years with bc and uh so that was a lot of hazing towards me so after that i almost got promoted right way right away to the phantom so uh now what happens is the old line keeps track of rookies that aren't doing the right thing and they make it make a list and they give it to me and it's my job to prank them. So I think the best one, and they'll rank them like, get this guy good, this guy not so good. <laughs> so this guy has to be good. So I put all of his clothes. So and also as a kicker, I'm not doing anything at practice. So I I go in during practice. This was in BC too. So I started filling up this guy a plastic bag full of this guy's clothes, filled it with water, tied it up tight, and put it in the freezer, and. Now we no one says anything. Plus, I didn't tell anybody but the old line, and uh, and that's when it was like, who was it? Kelly Bates was there, and uh, freaking Reed, and all those guys. So they didn't say anything. So, anyways, this guy couldn't find his clothes. He lost his mind. Like he was trying to fight everybody. Oh but no! Never expect me because I'm the smallest guy there. And uh, he left it. He couldn't find it for a week. And then one day he went to go get ice to ice something. Found his clothes and it was just a big block of, and it was funny so he had this, this thought he threw it outside and just let it thaw and it was nice. so fun it was nice. a good one that's a good one <laughs> i can't remember it was i was talking to was it a vancouver canuck i was talking to or i can't remember which hockey player it was but uh they were talking about a, a prank that i it was like bertuzzi had pulled on like one of the one uh, you know back in that that era it was like Morrison and Naslin and Bertuzzi and all that Brad May and shit and uh and Bert had filled the whole car with buttered popcorn 
The guy's <laughs> like, really? Fucking buttered popcorn? You can like at least done non-buttered popcorn? How the and hell did just, he that? That's amazing. He must have know, had to like, right? yeah. Same sort of thing, right? The, the boys kept him, you know, kept the guy there, and then <laughs> Bert went and filled the whole car. Anyway, uh, Sean. Phantom gets you, so you can't squeal. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get outside of uh, football like we do here. Okay. I think we I think we talked about this last time you were a guest. Uh, no doubt the answer will have changed this time. Uh-oh. What are you, What are you binge watching now? What are the shows you're binge watching lately? It's been out of control. Like Ozark just came out, but I crushed yeah. that. Cobra Kai that was done really quick. Um, man, there's so many because all I use is a Fire Stick now. So I'm just going through Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. And. That was great. Um, and now I'm crushing McGruber. McGruber's hilarious to me, but <laughs> watching because it's coming out once a week. I would binge watch it, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Too many. I could go on for a while. I know, right? Like, everybody the last couple of years has been like, I, I think I just watched everything on Netflix, pretty much. But that's it. I've and watched it all. Yeah. Is, so. yeah. Uh, what was the music like in the White House as a kid <laughs> growing up? Like, what are your parents playing? Oh, my mom, <laughs> my, uh, there'd be like a, like a soft rock or sorry, like a classic rock. Yeah. I, uh, it's a good mix though. They, they like everything. Uh, even my, like, like even this halftime show, my, my dad loves Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Great mom, halftime show. Oh, dude, that was, I said, that was my favorite halftime show I've ever seen. That That's my, <laughs> but like the Dr. Dre, the chronic CD, that was my yeah. favorite. I mean, it's, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, that that's a, an incredible lineup. And isn't that crazy that there hadn't been a hip hop rap uh, halftime ever? Like, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I had no clue. Well, I had no clue either, man. I would have thought that for sure that there would have been like something. Like at least a part of the show, like just like a quick rap. Something. Part. Yeah. yeah that, I didn't think, didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were even talking about now. Oh, the the music in your house. What was your dad? What was your dad oh, into? Like rock, like Van Morrison, Clearance Clearwater. Yeah. Um, my, my mom would go from Mariah Carey, Shania Twain. Um, my my sister would be playing Madonna. Uh, my brother would be playing Guns and Roses and Led Zeppelin and things like that. So yeah. I had a good thing, and then I liked just like what I said, <laughs> Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. But I also like the alternative stuff. So. I have a good mix. I uh, I like all music as long as it sounds good and it's not too aggressive. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You were saying the uh, uh, I think last time, uh, if I'm right, was it Incubus was your first concert? Oh, wow. yeah, Morning View. I think. It, yeah, and it, you you haven't been on since 2017, so you know how about that? Speaking of chronic, <laughs> um, do you, do you go to many shows? What was your last show you went to? Metallica. The one they were. Nice. Uh, Edmonton and we got these tickets from a security guard so it was like five of us from Edmonton we went into the stands and the security guard goes why are you here I'm like these are the tickets you got us and he goes no no come with me and so in front of the stage there was almost like a, a like a loop like a circle and in the middle of the circle there's a bunch of fans in that middle circle there and it's called the snake pit yeah so he just right under the stage into the snake pit and these literally hit on us and it was just Dude unbelievable it was crazy oh so cool, man that was the coolest experience so yeah i got lucky with that one man that was wow so so, so who, which which member was close to where you were 
they were all moving around, man. Just they were nice. Yeah, they, wow. They'd walk right past us, like right yeah. over the shoulder. Really touch his foot right here. Crazy, like, man. <laughs> it was sweet. Wow. So, wow. That's, that's their last final tour, too, right? So it was super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh well, let's ask an impossible question. Everybody that I ask is always like, really? The fuck, oh, man? No. So give me three albums you need if you're stuck on a deserted island. Green Day, Dookie. Um, that was fast. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Scar, scar Tissue. Dang, that's a tough one now. Yeah. See, now I need rap or something. It's either going to be Eminem or a Jay-Z CD. Mm. Uh, well, I'm going to go Blueprint probably then, right? Blueprint. <laughs> I was just going to say Blueprint. I mean, if you're going to go between <laughs> those two. You're not letting me think about it. If I could think about it, probably totally. But that's top of my head. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if I ask you tomorrow, it might might change tomorrow. Oh, totally. See, seeing you post, <laughs> seeing you post about the Canucks, man. You're at the at the Canucks game, and yep. What, no, that what, was. What do you what do you think of the team this year? And uh, you know the switch over to Boudreaux and and all. Oh, that. Boudreaux's yeah, what a beauty! You can just see how players uh, react with him and just talk to him. Like even that like uh, that video he got for what was his thousandth game or oh, something like that. Yeah. So they, all those guys made a video and just. Just the respect he has. You can just see he's just a player's coach and they want to win for a guy like that. And you can see the difference in the connect since he's been there. And uh, what a beauty. And I, I'm so happy he's here. I think he fits in with with Vancouver, to be honest. So, yeah. But I like the team. I think they have a lot of potential. They just uh, just got to get a little bit of a rhythm. I don't know what they're missing, to be honest. I've got the goaltending now. Well, like the goaltending, it took a little while for Petey to kind of get into it. You know, I think yeah. he only had like a couple goals in the first 11, 12 games or whatever, but. Exactly. But, you know, coaches make a big difference, man, with, with players. They, they may, it, <laughs> they can really affect your every day in the office, you know? So. Yeah. That's, a, that's incredible. See, that's something as a fan, I don't know that, you know, I, I think that fans go, okay, yeah, cool. It's a new coach and yeah, they're playing better now because, but. I don't know that they really recognize that the coach plays that much of a role oh, in like big time in, in that big time, big time. Yeah. And coaches that demand respect. There's coaches that, you know, try to micromanage you. And it's just, if it just doesn't fit that culture of the locker room, maybe these guys are used to. And that's the other thing is those guys have been together and now you got this guy kind of trying to maybe change things. And it's just like, ah, come on, man, that's not how we roll. Totally like, right. Like changing up a line. You're like, no, 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 that's not the guys I play with. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It can, it can affect you, man. Big time. I've been a part of a few teams like that, but, yeah. uh, and when you have a coach you can play for, uh, I'd say like 2015, Chris Jones, man, he treats you like a man. Go, go out and have fun boys, be respectful, but you got to go out together, have fun. Then there's some coaches that are just like, no going out tonight. We're going to room check and like, holy crap. Wow. Uh, so it's tough, but you never know. So it, I don't know what's going on with that, with what they yeah. did. When, but I think there's there must be a, a reason behind it. Re oh, relation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How much have you been watching the, the Beijing Olympics? As much as I can, man. I got, yeah, same. I, 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 I even told my girlfriend here, nothing's on the TV but Olympics from now on. Because I, I want to see the figure skating, or not figure skating. I do want to see the finals of figure skating, but not the whole thing. But uh, I want like the, the what do you call it? The speed skating short track. That's oh, like yeah. my, 
that's my favorite thing to watch. That's I think it's so exciting. It's just all so much drama with it. And uh, my buddy, I played with Sam Giger. He's on the bobsled team, so he competes on the 18th and 19th. I'm not missing that, but oh, nice. But uh, just me to get into the hockey, man. This really is, and it's sad because that's my favorite part. I just wish the pros were there. That's all. I know, right? Like, why are they not playing? They've played in the past, haven't they? Yeah, they did. I, I don't, I'm not sure what the – I didn't follow the whole thing. I know there was – I don't know if it was because of COVID or just the NHL oh. didn't do it, but uh, it just sucks. I, lo- I love that uh, – what was that? 2010 Olympics was so much fun to watch. I know, right? That was awesome. Yeah. That's the one I always remember anyway. Well, dude, it was mental. <laughs> Here in Vancouver was, like, absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the last bit, but I remember having a lot of fun leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. <laughs> All right, John, I, I want to respect your time here, buddy, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with a couple more questions here. Um, what's, the, what's the most you've won and what's the most you've lost gambling? Wow. I'm not a big gambler, to be honest. I do like to gamble. Like, I'll go to, I've been to Vegas a lot, but I'm more of like I'll bet a couple hundred. If I lose it, I'm out. But uh, yeah, I did one trip. I probably lost maybe a thousand, but the most I've ever won is forty five hundred. Oh, nice! That'd be about it. I think. What, what were you playing for that? Um, for the forty five hundred, I was just playing poker in Vegas. It was oh, actually nice. on a training trip. Wow! Or, so, the whole trip. That was the whole the, all my money I won on that uh, one trip. So it was a three day trip. I went to Vegas. I just tore my quads. The coach said no punting, and I'm like, okay. So we'll get to camp and they're like, you're not kicking. There's no field goals and there's no kickoffs during camp. And I'm like, so what am I doing? Yeah, really? And so party there, he goes, well, I guess enjoy your free three day vacation. So I'm like, all right. So I just shagged balls for, for Hugh that was punting and just kind of helped out where I could. And then straight to the casino right after. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Like if I can't kick, like what the hell am I doing then? Exactly. So, uh, so I won like a bunch on the craps tables. I probably won like a thousand dollars in the three days in the craps table and about 3,500 playing poker. Wow. So, yeah. I was Crazy. doing really, I was the best. I couldn't lose playing anything. I was just winning. Crazy was the- man. And you, you, you don't get those many, many times, man. Like when you get those times, roll with them. That's American money too. Oof. Yeah. No, it's like, I just got to get out. I, most of the time I, once I win, you got to get out. So you, you, do. Do. you do. Yeah. You, you, you almost have to be like, I got, I got like 200 bucks that I'm cool with losing. Yeah. But if I also get to a thousand, I got to get out of here, man, or I'm going to lose that money again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. You need to do that. All right. Final question. How are the flying lessons coming along? (laughs) (laughs) Gone now. I do want to go back though. It's been about four years, five years. something. Yeah. Well, we're talking about that and how you were loving it last time, man. Man, it was so much. I still, I still love it, and I'm a huge nerd. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a PC with a simulator on it or something. But uh, I do plan to go back once I have enough money to go do it. But uh, I, I was right at where I had to do the flying le- or the flying test and the written test, and I actually got in a car accident, so I couldn't get to the airport. Oh. And it was getting it planned to uh, to be done the week before I left to camp to in Edmonton. So I never got to do the written test in my final. And I went straight to Edmonton. I never went back to end up living in Edmonton that year. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> it's coming around though. That sounds like something in your, in your future then for sure. Hey? No, it'll definitely be a hobby of mine. I love, I love flying. It's so much fun. Uh, it's yeah. like a real life video game to me. So uh, yeah. I'll get. 
my my uh my brother-in-law used to have a I think he was like a part owner of uh one of the airstrips in uh just outside of niagara on the lake there out, out in ontario okay and and flies all the time he used to fly all the time and shit and like sweet what a life man what a life did you ever go up not with him no <laughs> <laughs> if i trust him that much what is it what's that have you ever been up in a little Cessna plane? Yes, man. And uh, those air pockets, like, you know, you're flying. It's not like a commercial flight, right? It's not like a commercial flight. No, it's literally a go-kart in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. But they're so safe. The yeah. wing is for you to go down in those things. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's good to see you, buddy. You uh, you're easy to find on social media. Just simply your name with a six at the end. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess that's it. I, I will. We'll see you online. We'll see you on the field. Yep. And and good luck with the upcoming season. Thank you. The Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast. <laughs>